0: All right, well, it is, it is 9.01. We're going to say good morning. Uh, if you are able, please rise. We're going to bow our heads in prayer, and we say, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather here today to conduct the business of the county. We ask that you grant us patience and perseverance during our trials and tribulations and humility and gratitude with our victories, and we ask this in your name, amen. 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 Would the county clerk please lead us in the pledges?
1: I
2: pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. On the Texas flag, I pledge allegiance to thee,
1: Texas, one state under God, one and indivisible. (coughs)
3: <coughs> Is open?
0: motion has been made by commissioner brosman to uh miss are you going to have a seat yes. um, okay
2: oh i'm sorry we are not, we're
0: not you're starting
1: in sir.
0: uh motion's been made by commissioner brosman to open the meeting second second by commissioner Broom. all in favor say aye, aye. opposed we are open for business First item up is to accept public comments. We have had three, no, two okay, people.
4: We've got to approve that minutes. The okay, meeting. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, do I have a motion to approve the meeting minutes from the last meeting on the 28th? I move to approve the December 28, 2023 minutes. Motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddell. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Public comments. We've had two people sign signed yes. this. Yes. Mark Elvig. Mr. Elvig.
2: Okay. Thank you. Uh, good morning, uh, Judge Miller and Commissioners. My name is Mark Elvig, and I have a process question that I hope a commissioner court process question. I hope to get answered somehow, some way, someday. Uh, and the general question is: When the commissioners court approves an agenda item? what is the process of putting that into effect? That's my, that's my question. Let me, let me give you a little context as to where that question comes from. So on December 22, 2022, this, this court unanimously approved four changes to the Fayette County Personnel Bonds the court policy, including exempt employees having to track their time and running for office. That was approved December 22nd, 2022 in the minutes. So I made a request under that language for comments. And on Tuesday, I got a response that says, you're correct, that's the correct reading in minutes. That's in the minutes. It was approved. However, and I'm quoting here, no language for the proposed amendment was approved or provided by the court. No proposed language was provided to the county attorney's office for legal review and a, and a copy of any language. Of the revision was never approved by the commissioners court as of the date of this response. As such, they're, it, we're going by the policy manual that was in effect as of January 2022, which is the current one on the website and all that. So, my, my question is you all voted unanimously to approve a policy change. What is the process for putting that into effect? Is that the commissioner's job, and I'm asking rhetorically, I don't understand, I'm not going to get an answer, but is that the commissioner's job to then supply language to put into the policy? Is it the county attorney's job? Is it somebody else's job? And when, if it's not in effect now, 13 months later, when will it be in effect? That's my that's my process question. I just want to understand that process.
0: Mr. Watson, do you want to address that, please?
1: we in okay. public okay. comments, okay. we can't. Okay. And okay. Mr. Albert knows that I told him that, Okay. It's, you can bring it up and that can be an agenda. Good point. Thank you, Ms. speaker OK, thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Elvig. Um, <coughs> Mr. Reed.
5: Bill, I want to thank all the commissioners and all the uh, people in Fayette County that run for elected offices and everything else what they do for the county. I'd like to thank all the employees in, in Fayette County that work for the county and work with the taxpayers in general and everything else. Um, I want to thank Luke Sternauvel and Mr. McGroom for finally getting the bridge on Cummings Creek. I know there are some of my neighbors that weren't happy with it, but being living there for 32 years, I understand the need for it, and I'm glad it's done. Uh, I know that we had a recycle uh, facility at the fire station, and uh, I was told yesterday that... Uh, it was pulled because of too many complaints and I was the person complaining. I never thought that I was complaining. I just told them when the trailer was pulled. I did make a mistake at one time and I brought the trailer in just to get rid of the cardboard because the cardboard was pulled people were stacking cardboard on the table and stuff. So I brought the trailer in and it was never really informed that it was <coughs> illegal until yesterday. So I haven't done it since then but took that on by myself. Uh, I know that they increased the holding facility for the cardboard and with christmas everybody's getting packages so there's always an abundance of extra stuff going on i will say that i never asked anybody from the county to come up and clean up the mess we cleaned it up ourselves i don't know of any time that the county actually sent anybody out to clean it because i didn't ask them to i was informed that i did say that but i don't remember saying it and I have no proof and they said i said posted pictures of it all on Facebook and I know I did not. I just want to my side to be heard that I did not post anything on Facebook if someone's got proof that I did, I'd like to see that. Uh, because of the baggages and everything else, and I noticed the same thing when you go to the yard here, when people put stuff in the garden, they put a full box in there and don't break it down, so it takes up a lot of space. On many occasions, while the trail was in the possession of the fire department. I cleaned out and broke it down and cleaned it out, and I could take two containers and make it into one so that we had a place to put stuff. So I don't want everybody thinking that the Lebedo Fire Department did not appreciate the trailer, and I understand that they don't wanna put one back there, and I understand that too. It doesn't bother me personally because I always brought my stuff here anyway. Thank you very kindly.
0: All right, those are the only two people who have signed in for public comments. Mm So I will uh, entertain a motion to accept public comments.
4: And we accept comments from Mr. Elvig and Mr. Reed and close public comments.
0: Motion has been made by Commissioner Brossman. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddell. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Next item on the agenda is to hear the monthly report from Mr. Clint Sternoddell, County Inspector in Office of Development and Permitting. Mr. Sternoddell. Good
6: morning, Judge. Good morning. Commissioners, so start with my... Uh, kind of basic report from the month of December. This is normally our slowest time of the year. A good bit of all our local septic installers are deer hunters, so that usually affects our permit installs quite, quite well, and we did actually get a little bit of rain. So only 12 new permits for the month of December. Uh, 15 inspections completed. Uh, the development permits, only eight new construction permits and four divisions of property. uh, All lower, but kind of typical of what we see uh, this time of year. Of those uh, divisions of property, that resulted in 10 new tracts being created in the county. Uh, My next item is just kind of a yearly recap, uh, specifically in regards to the subdivision applications. Uh, That's kind of usually the big talking point so 1st there just kind of a three-year comparison of 21, 22, and 23. Uh, 21 was a big year. We had 128 applications, 116 in 2022, and 127 applications for this past year of 2023. Uh, kind of where those applications came from or, or where the land affected was uh, precinct 2, had the largest number of applications of 42 there, uh, precinct one, shortly behind with 32 applications, and then three and four about the same, 22 and 29 applications. Of uh, kind of, I'm talking in numbers of just applications, but that can vary from uh, a parent giving a single piece of land to a child, or it can be an application to create a whole new subdivision. So, so to clarify that a little more uh, the next column over and new tracks created uh, still precinct two even though they had the most applications still had the most tracks created with 124 new tracks of land created in precinct two uh, last year alone uh, but to show how those just number of applications can change precinct 3 had the lowest number of applications. Precinct 3 only received 22 applications, but were shortly behind precinct 2 with the number of tracks being 86 tracks created in precinct 3. There was uh, quite a few larger acreage properties that were, were broken up in that uh, part of the county. Uh, and then there's just another column of, of 22 right there below it, uh, just kind of for reference. And largely with the antique stuff going on in precinct three or precinct two, rather, uh, kind of being the driver, they were still the largest and a pretty close race than for the other three precincts. Uh, in some of the previous meetings, we talked about kind of just getting a little visual uh, to kind of lay those out. So, the next few charts there are the same numbers, just kind of broken down in a little percentage chart. of all of the applications from last year were from Precinct 2 and then 25% for Precinct 1, 23% for Precinct 4, and 18 for Precinct 3. And then the same, just a reflection of the applications, which Precinct submitted the most applications. And then the last graph I had for you there uh, just kind of showed the number of new tracks for last year all the same numbers just a little visual there
0: so this sort of kind of verifies what we've suspected that the growth is going on at commissioner sternodle's precinct but it's going on throughout the county but certainly commissioner uh, precinct. yes
6: sir and and a lot of that is uh, fringes of the city of Roundtop top and sure. the the commercial side of the antique market uh, sure. out, out in that part of the world mm-hmm. uh, but one other item i uh, just wanted to Include that wasn't shown in just the number of applications that kind of brings um, a lot of the talking points in court was the formal plats. Now, I've been just talking in applications, whether they were family divisions or uh, you know a developer breaking up a hundred acre tract, but the actual formal plats where new county roads were built um, in 2023, we had seven applications for formal plats. Compared to only two in 2022 and three in 2021, uh, so that's that's another trend that we're seeing is developers putting in the effort and, and the investment to build a public road uh, to create some of the newer subdivisions. hmm
0: As I say, verifies what we suspected. The growth is here.
6: It's it's coming.
0: Large largely in Precinct Two.
6: Yes, sir.
4: You wouldn't know. This might be. Hard. What's the Average size track Like whenever you say New tracks are created Roughly would you know What the average size is? Across all those That
6: might be a little bit a Weird question Sorry Put you on spot <laughs>
4: <laughs> Well some of these May be like subdivisions Just going to be two acres Yeah, That's what large, I was wondering yeah. It's majority like the,
6: yeah, I would so. say just Off the cuff They're between uh, Two and ten acres Is the majority um, Because Well a lot of For the new Platted subdivisions To get their Financial investment back They are The two acre tracks You see a lot of that Um, but then I see a whole bunch of the 10 on the nose people looking to maintain their ag exemption Uh, that's kind of a big real estate promoter uh, and then a bunch right in between there so either a a big group of them being ten acres a big group being two acres and then quite a few uh, falling right in between I
0: I make a motion that we accept uh, mr. Stern report from the county inspector and Office of Development and Permitting Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Clint. Uh, next item on the agenda, consider and take appropriate action in accepting and possibly awarding demolition bids for 845 Country Club Drive and 901 Country Club Drive. Ms. Hahn, are you going to speak to that, please? I am, uh, and I apologize because I forgot to print out the bids, but they're in the packet.
7: Uh, you look here. Yeah. So we these are the two of the last three pieces of property that we need to purchase. Um, one of them is still uh, on hold because it does have a lien on it until we the lien removed we can purchase the property. So for 845 and 901, both of our contractors who've done the work in the past did on it. Compass abatement and straight line. Straight line uh, came in with a lower bid on both pieces of, of property, and it's the recommendation of GrantWorks that we uh, uh, accept their bid. And I would tell you what they are, but I, I can't. <laughs> Thirty thirty-two thousand eight
4: hundred for the eight fifty-four Country Club Drive. Yes, and that's, and the nine, stack. Well, that's for the compass, and then yeah. the other one is. 97,240 for 901 Country Club Drive through Straight Line.
1: Yes.
7: And And then for Country Club 854 for Straight Line, it's 26 or 95. And that's the slab that's up there that has to be removed. Um, We knew that the 901 piece of property was going to be more because it's a bigger house. So we do recommend that you go with Grant Works recommendation of Straight Line.
0: And this is the same entity that's done the work. Yes, sir. Another, another. And straight Line is, our, is the local. Better. So you and Commissioner Birkenhoff have had these discussions, and, yes. and you feel comfortable recommending that? Yes, sir.
4: Okay. Move we accept all bids and we award the bids to Straight Line LLC for 854 Country
3: Club
2: Drive and 901 Country Club Drive.
0: Motion's been made by Commissioner Brosman to accept to all bids and to award the bids to straight line for 845 Country Club Drive and 901 Country Club Drive. Second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? <coughs> Motion carries. Next item on the agenda, <clears throat> Ms. Hahn, I believe you're going to speak to this again or as well. Consider and take appropriate action in entering into an agreement for engineering services with Befco Engineering to provide engineering services for Fayette County Master Drainage Plan, FEMA, HMGP, Hurricane Harvey, FEMA Project 4332-0153. Yes, sir. y'all will remember, uh, it's been two years ago now in the
7: spring that Tita reached back out to us. The county had applied for a grant through uh, the hazard Mitigation plan or or program grant in 2017-2018 for a drainage study over on Buckner's Creek. At the time it was uh, put aside uh, as an alternate to see if there were funds at a later date. And they contacted us a couple years ago and said, okay, we have the funds and we want to move forward. And and we agreed, the commission agreed, if uh, the project, the scope could be changed to include a countywide drainage study, which was approved by FEMA. And so, at the time that y'all or the court had submitted the resolution, Langford had been procured as the grant administrator, and Bethco had been chosen to be the engineering, so to provide uh, the engineering services. However, due to the fact that the grant was not approved at the time, a contract was not signed with Bethco. So now that the project is, is moving forward and they're actually working on it, we have to have a contract with BevCo in place so the team will allow them to be paid and for us to reimburse for that. So that's what this contract is. And like I apologize, I don't think sent to you. It's a pretty standard contract with all of the requirements that we need for the- I
6: got a chance to look at it through the packet um, and I had no revision.
0: So, so this is we're entering into a contract on something that was agreed on three or four <laughs> or five years ago? Yes,
7: sir. Mm-hmm. But that's not unusual for us to not execute a contract if the money doesn't come through. Sure. So that's what we need
4: to have in place now. I move we enter an agreement for engineering services with DEFCO Engineering Incorporated to provide engineering services for Fayette County Master Drainage Plan.
0: Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second. by Commissioner Sternoddell. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Ms. Hahn, while you're <coughs> up, uh, we're going to hear a report from you for the as emergency management coordinator and grant specialist, please.
7: Yes, sir. So uh, Friday, Cassie and I were able to submit the grant application for Senate Bill 22 for the sheriff's office and the two constables. Um, The way that the Comptroller set this up is the only one who can actually apply for this is the county judge or the county attorney for their office. So the judge created an account and then Cassie and I were able to get in and and submit the application, which was very, once we put in what county we were submitting for, it populated our population and the amount of money the sheriff's office was going to receive, which is $350,000. Uh, the same thing was true with the constables. We put in what they are currently making to what their adjusted salary would be, and then it populated what we will receive from for those two positions, which was just a little over eleven thousand. I believe so. So if you'll remember, the county is responsible for seventy-five percent of the increasing them to that forty-eight thousand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this 45, is a big, 45 45, 45, 45, 45, 45. Yes. so the the, uh, the grant only covers 25 percent of the constables but it, it has been received uh, once they get it through their system then the judge will receive some documents that he has to sign and on docs and then it's done
0: so for the sheriff's department and the constable that you and I will ride herd over that but for yes, the county attorney's office, Ms. Shupak and Mr. Watson will ride her over that?
7: Right, but I, they know that if they need some help I'll, I'll help
0: them out. Right. It's, it's a
7: very simple process. Yeah. Um, so was it Monday we had our conference call with Langford and Weissing. Those are the contractors that we're using for the uh, mitigation funds that we are supposed to be receiving, for just uh, $4.8 $4.8 uh, we have priority projects that have been set. You'll see that chart. Keep in mind that these are estimates from the engineers. I think they're pretty close to what we're expecting. Uh, did they get a copy of it? They did. Okay. Yes, okay. So the next step will be, well, there were a couple of projects that Commissioner McGroom was interested in. That's the plum and Winchester drainage issues that the uh, consultants need to verify not just if there's low to moderate income there, but they also have to verify how many actual residents live there, and of those residents, will 51% of them be benefited by the project. That doesn't mean they all have to be LMI, but 51% of the people who live in the area that the project is going to be uh, held have to benefit from the project. So they're working on that to determine that right now. So, the other issue is that Josh lined up with Lane regarding the communications equipment both in Schoenberg and the, the gaps that are out in the Winchester and the Cistern area. And they have come up with a proposal that would allow us to ensure that we have coverage all the way across the county. And that's to put the 700 overlay in the Schulenburg area. And then LCRA is building within the next 36 months a tower in the Winchester area that will allow that area to be covered with both 700 mobile handheld indoor and outdoor coverage. So it does increase the cost by $35,000. But we figured that was worth it.
0: Mr. Vandiver, since she has brought that up, you want to explain to the court exactly. I know you and between you and Angela, you're both riding her over that communications. Could you explain that? To
3: you? Yes, sir. Um, so the gap that we have in Schulenburg right now is the 700 P25 system. Uh, it works, but it doesn't have really good, it doesn't have any indoor penetration down there. Um, so the first priority of the plan is to increase that capability and, and get better coverage with indoor penetration on portable radios in Schulenburg. Um, the second layer of this in Winchester, so kind of from Winchester, a little north of Winchester, all the way down to like the cistern kind of area. There's spotty indoor coverage, and uh, it would be co- previously it would have been completely cost prohibitive for us to address that problem. Um, luckily, the partnership with LCRA, they're planning on doing upgrading some communications infrastructure for their Winchester gas plant, and um, this allows us to not only leverage some of these funds that already come in our direction uh, to fix a really expensive problem, but those guys doing that tower makes it measurably less expensive. We would basically be paying for the install of the equipment and the equipment, uh, but the tower is being paid for by them and all the maintenance on the tower and the site, much less, much like all the other towers in the county. So um, the discussions that we've had so far, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, are... That this would be something um, that leftover amount there may be funds inside of the grant just to, to still cover those and if not that may be something to bring up at budget time uh even using the use of contingency funds because this is an emergent piece of communications infrastructure okay
0: thank you mr Deer.
3: angela the 51
4: percent too just so everyone knows that's not the community that's the census block yes which I don't agree with it, but it's the way they're saying it, because census blocks are different sizes all over the place. So what are we going to do if it doesn't meet the criteria? Can we still apply for another project down the road? Yes, and okay. that's something we're
7: going to have to start looking into. Okay, what are we going to do if these two projects don't, don't meet those requirements? You know,
4: um, <coughs> these are probably two of the largest census blocks in the county. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah.
7: Um, the only other thing I want to remind y'all is, is that ERCOT has issued a web, uh, weather advisory
0: but, but, before, you, before you do that, please, we want to mention that uh, in that conference that you had earlier this week, the Ellinger.
2: Uh, oh,
7: yes. Um, so our number one uh, project is the communications. But our second project is the Ellinger uh, sewer infrastructure. And, and we have committed to assisting them. Uh, the city of Ellinger received their own MIT funds, um, it's just not enough to be able to cover everything down there. And Ellinger is experiencing a lot of growth, or has growth that's wanting to come in. So this project will assist, there, basically doubles the capacity of their services too. Yeah, so it's a really worthwhile project. And it, ca- it gets all right, around
0: right, right Right, so,
7: okay. Uh, low, moderate income. All right,
0: proceed yeah. Proceed with your air, when I cut you off,
7: oh, please. ERCOT has issued a letter weather advisory for the 15th through 17, just reminding people that you know conserve energy as you can, it's, it's gonna be cold. Uh, the forecast that came out yesterday, late the afternoon, was that the cold front should be coming through Sunday, night through Monday. One model shows some precipitation with it, but nothing that's gonna stick. But the latest one I saw this morning was about 4 o'clock this morning is that it's uh, looking at the cold front actually hit Saturday night. So there's a 10 o'clock call, uh, and then after that, I'll push out
0: through information. Thank you very much, Ms. Hahn. I, have, I make a motion that we uh, accept Mrs. Hahn's emergency <coughs> management and grant specialist report. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries next item on the agenda approve the fayette county ems provider license renewal pack to be submitted to the texas department of state health services and authorize the county judge and ems director to sign all necessary paperwork mr Vandiver,
3: i'd like to apologize to the court and to everyone visiting today that this is going to be long and uh very boring this is an unfortunate bureaucracy that we have to wade through a little bit um so the one thing that's in here that's new that we don't typically do is the policy that's on the front called system staffing plan in your packet. The system staffing plan is something that we are required to do because we change the, we change the way our department is set up as far as adding the unit in round So because we've added a unit, a licensed unit, we have to complete the staffing plan and this became a requirement after after we were already in place and didn't change any unit so unfortunately create this from strap, and you guys have, a, you guys have to be presented this and, and have any way in and input before we submit it to the state. So basically what this goes over an overview of our system, the staffing level, we run all of our units at a BLS with MICU capable um, staffing level, which means there's at least a paramedic and a basic on the truck at all times, um, and it also means we have cardiac monitoring, ventilators, all, all of the equipment that we carry dictates that as well. Um, during time, we put a caveat in here that during times of disaster or severe staffing shortages, we may staff the unit as a BLS unit. We can do that per our provider license and the way the trucks are licensed, but we put it in here just for good measure in case we ever have to do that. Uh, since I've been here, we've never had to pull up a BLS unit for 911 calls, only for standbys at football games and stuff like that. Uh, squad units, uh, my truck. The assistant director and the captain since we have drugs and we have medical equipment on them they need to be included in our staffing plan so that's all here as well Um, and then just for good measure we threw the UTV in uh, because it is used it in public events in the county to provide medical services Um, there's no legislative or rule-based definition for what a UTV has to have on it we just kind of run it however we need to run it and Uh, It isn't here that we don't transport people to the hospital. We transport them to an ambulance or an appropriate means of transportation. It's illegal for us to take someone to a hospital on an ATV outside of an extreme circumstance. Unit deployment plan. uh, This talks about how all of our units are staffed and and where they are um, and uh, covers some of that stuff. And then it talks about our special operations trailer and UTV, Those will be pulled by these support units and obviously not by staffing ambulances. Um, we staff ambulances 24/7 365 in Fayetteville, Flatonia, Lagrange, and Schulenburg. Um, that's how we've been doing it as long as I've been around the service. Um, and then we've also added a bullet point saying that we're going to be staffing that ambulance in Roundtop. but we add the caveat just to protect our service and to be transparent with the citizens of Roundtop in that area that in times where staffing is short, to defray over time and to uh, make sure that we have the units where we need them, we're gonna pull from that unit to back backstaff, um, backstaff our trucks. That was kind of what was discussed when those units were approved to maybe kind of defray the cost of it. Um, and then we also, any deviation from our standing staffing, standard staffing has to be approved by the medical director, uh, which isn't an issue, he and I have uh, excellent communication. Um, squad units UTV again uh, discussing that I'm sorry I'm going backwards air medical just a statement as that we do have air medical partners that we utilize uh, Washington County EMS helicopter uh, PHI air med and then Travis County Starflight are the three that we typically work with mutual um, aid as some of you may remember maybe not um, Commissioner Groom, were you here in 2011 when the fires happened no So after the fires, uh, the Bastrop fires, and the fires that affected Fayette County, um, there was a big discussion about mutual aid contracts. And some of the prevailing wisdom was that uh, because these organizations had mutual aid contracts that covered who would cover the expense of the mutual aid, that the state didn't pay any of the departments back that provided mutual aid and uh, lost trucks or used man hours. Uh, We don't have any written mutual aid agreements right now, but we work very well with every county around us except for Bastrop. Um, Acadian EMS is a private EMS provider and they're very short staffed. They generally don't have units for their territory. So we don't feel like it's feasible to really utilize them here. Um, There's also a statement, there's also a statement that the Catrack and the Emergency Medical Task Force of Texas can be utilized and that we are participating agencies in both of those. Um, So that's all for that document. Um, Do y'all want to ask, do y'all have questions or do you want to move on through the licensing application? Well,
0: would you explain again the exception with mutual aid and Bastrop, what's the problem there? So
3: they just, their unit, their unit deployment model is such that very rarely do they have a unit that would get to us quicker than any of our surrounding county services. So like Lee County is a private service, but it's very different because the administrator of that service is a member of that community and has bought in and has been doing it. I mean, it was his dad's company before it was his. And then all the others are county services. And so usually with a, a literal cell phone call, we can have an ambulance in the center of our county in about 15, 20 minutes. And so with those guys, you have to call a <coughs> dispatch number in Lafayette, Louisiana, and then they call someone else, and then it's just by the time you get through, it's just not worth it. So uh it's not that we couldn't call them; it's just that we don't. We have quicker responses from our neighboring county services, so we just utilize them.
0: Okay.
3: Any other questions before we go through the license application? So I'm going to ask the application. I'm going to ask you guys to approve it with a couple edits, and we'll go over that. Right, Commissioner gonna pointed out uh, the city of Ellinger. Now that's incorporated or officially incorporated or whatever that is, they need to be added to the city's list on page nine, I believe. Um, and so we've done that, it's not reflected in your packet on your no, uh, but you did give packet. me that. But I've given cash yes, before. I have it, so I will include that. Um, we have medical equipment, we have vehicles, we just do some at test stations there. Um, stations service area, we've had to update, we've added the Roundtop stations address, the, the Roundtop Volunteer Fire Department to our stations list, and we updated the Schulenburg stations address. Um, online. Those are those the, are the edits. Okay. Well, I think the Schulenberg station and Roundtop have already been loaded. Okay. Let me just clarify that while we're here. Yeah. Page okay. 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 9 of 13? Yes. You do have
1: Roundtop, they're listed. Uh, that's the one where you are going to add an Ellinger,
3: correct? Yes. Okay. And then the addresses? 219 Medical Parkway should be Schulenberg's address. If it's not reflected on your document, it'll be reflected before the judge signs it if you guys approve. Um, the page here with our emblem on it, the only thing that's changed on that page is the dates. Uh, Doc's signature's still the same. Uh, the required medication list, I can't imagine that you guys want to get too in-depth on this. We removed the medicine called Accommodate. That was used for sedation because we have a safer medication called ketamine now for it. Um, we have added IV Tylenol to our protocols because of the opioid ap- epidemic. We were afraid that uh, we may have problems with fentanyl in the future, so we wanted to have another, another source of pain medicine, especially on minor to moderate pain cases. Um, it's funny that like everyone looks at Tylenol as a pretty mild drug, but when you give it IV, it's twice as strong because it skips first-pass metabolism, and it's a really good painkiller. Um, and then we added cetraxin, which is rosefin, IV antibiotics. So for crashes, or industrial accidents uh, on the farm or whatever, we have open fractures and uh, if we have sepsis patients, we can give IP antibiotics to them. Um, those are the only only changes on air. And then the only change on our required supplies and equipment list, uh, we updated the language to reflect that we have zone monitors now and uh, we left life back in in case that ever changes. Um, those were signed by the doctor, those are old signatures uh, and those will get updated. The certificate of liability coverage, uh, TAC is already working on getting us new dates, but it's the same paperwork. It just shows what trucks that we have covered, what our coverage is, and it shows the certificate holder to be Texas Department of State Health Services. Um, this is something that they want to have on file showing that they can personally verify who our insur- insurance is with and that we have it. Um, and then two forms, um, every time you submit for a license, you have to check your staffing list with dishes uh, we found one part-timer who has resigned that was not removed from our staffing list, and we have one brand-new person that had to be added, so we're just adding it with this paperwork instead of doing it separately. That's really inconsequential. That's all for that. I'm sorry for boring you. If you have any questions, let me have to an answer.
0: No, good information, Josh.
3: Our license expires at the end of February. Um, as soon as I have signatures on this, I'm going to send it off, and uh, it should be good within a week or two. So um, we're ahead of a here. so if there is anything that you guys need to see, and they can be made, it's not the end of the world.
0: As always, you're on top of it. Thanks, so Thank you. Do I have a motion that we uh, approve the uh, EMS provider license packet? I so move to be submitted to the Texas Department of Health and Services. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddell. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item is to consider and take appropriate action by adopting and signing a resolution for the replacement or rehabilitation of a county bridge that is off the state system concerning the federal... Off-system bridge program project, specifically
8: Gibhart Road over Hall Creek Road. Commissioner Sternadle,
0: yeah, this is that? another
8: one of those uh, projects through the state. Um, I moved it. We adopt and signed a resolution for the replacement and rehabilitation of the county bridge that is off the state system. Um, they call it the federal off-system bridge program project. It's on Gepard Road over Hall Creek. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with how this works, the, it's usually 80% federally funded, uh, 10% state, and then 10% locally, which means 10% would come out of my budget would be, I would have to put a 10% portion up to get this bridge replaced, and the state would see that that happens. But, they had changed that, so this uh, resolution would, would change to where we have absolutely no money in it. It would be 100% federally funded, so the county would not have to put up our 10% match. So it's a win-win deal for us. <laughs> so I move that we approve that.
0: Motion's been made by Commissioner Sternoddell. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Oh. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number nine is acknowledge the fiber upgrade plans for Colorado Valley Telephone Incorporated to install new buried fiber optic <coughs> cables and copper cables within the corridors of Perhoda Road, Menarchik Road, Kovar Road, two sections. That's in Precinct 2, Angle Cutoff Lane, Freiburg Angle Road in Precinct 3, and Renitsky Road in Precinct 4. I so move. Motion's been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddell. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item on the agenda, authorize the following class request. Judge Paul Zappalack, Justice of the Peace Precinct 4, to attend the Justice of the Peace Civil Training Seminar in April in Austin. Cheryl Tribig, J.P. Clerk, to attend the experienced court personnel training program in February in Galveston. Amber Hilsher, Floodplain Manager, to attend the annual Texas Floodplain Management Association Conference in March in San Antonio. (coughs) Cassie Austin, Court Administrator, to attend the County Court Assistance Training Conference February in San Marcos. County Judge and Commissioners to attend the VG Young Institute of County Government Schools for Commissioners Court February in Bryan. I'll make a motion that we approve this second second by commissioner sternodle all in favor say aye. aye opposed motion carries item number 11 Authorize deborah maddox airport manager to advertise for bids for the budgeted runway bump repair at the fayette regional air center uh miss maddox thank you for being here i Understand that that bump has been there for some time, correct?
1: That is correct. Uh, back in 2000, they extended the runway from 4,000 feet to 5,000 feet, and when they did, they did a saw cut line and then abutted the new layers of, of, of pavement, sub so, road, whatever. The different levels that you, know, that you have to build up to, to build it for the um, sub base and stuff. Um, and right there where that, where that saw cut was, a hump developed over probably several years. Uh, it's not noticeable for the smaller aircraft, the, the smaller aircraft, we didn't need to extend the runway for the smaller aircraft. So we're having a lot more corporate jets come in, like net jets. Uh, the bigger, we even have some Gulf Streams come in sometimes. Um, and when they're taken off to the north, about the time that they hit this bump, They're accelerating enough that you can actually watch it and you can see the nose of the airplane kind of bounce when they go across it. Texas Transportation Institute has been down several times doing what they call a Boeing bounce index test where they have some equipment on their truck and they drive up and down the runway in several lanes. Um, And what they have measured on it is is that it is, it's above the limits of acceptability. So we have to do something about it. This was in the budget for last year, but it kind of got cut. <laughs> um, so now we've got money budgeted for it. We've been working with Textot, Um And also, TxDOT has made some changes for their grant grant program. Um, we used to have a $50,000 limit, and um, it was a 50% uh, reimbursement on that. Now they've increased that to a hundred thousand dollar limit for the ten percent reimbursement. So the work that we've gotten done because I've gotten several different bids previously that they'll have to update to get this repair done. Um, it may only cost us ten thousand dollars instead of fifty, so that's that's good news. Um, you're,
0: you're saying that if the project is a hundred thousand, where it was at one time fifty, now it's ten. In other words, our part mm-hmm. would be ten.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. So what they're going to do is they're going to take out a hundred foot of pavement, two two inch layer of asphalt on either side of this hump. So, the runway's seventy five feet wide, so two hundred feet by seventy five feet, uh, and then they're going to uh, inlay the two inch pavement with specified, textile specified uh, pavement. And I've gotten. Um, mm-hmm some information from Charles Roganis, which is from the Texas Transportation Institute, about, there's a test that they have where they, they to ensure the smoothness of the pavement, and that will be in the bid as well, uh, the bid specs as well, because I don't want them to have two humps on the runway after they finish this. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, so I'd like to send out the bids to, to get this taken care of, and, um,
0: so your request of us today is to approve you going out for bids of this? Correct. And then all of those bids would have to meet the specs of textile? Correct. Well, I'm all in favor of this. In other words, mm-hmm. that, that bump's been there long enough.
1: And this is holding us back from getting other federal funding. We have to meet our airside needs first before we can spend money elsewhere at the airport um, because it's a, it's a safety issue. Sure. So if it can't happen it will
0: if it can happen it will happen
4: yeah. <laughs> we authorize deborah maddox airport manager to advertise for bids for the budgeted runway unprepared at fayette regional air center airport
0: the motion has been made by commissioner brosman second second by commissioner mcbroom all in favor say aye, aye, aye. aye, aye. opposed motion k thank you miss maddox thank you. <laughs> next item on the agenda is to consider discuss and take appropriate action in Possibly entering into a mineral lease with title petroleum for mineral rights owned by Fayette County under the Pine spring Cemetery. Mr. Watson? And good morning, Commissioner report Um uh, for this agenda item I'm gonna ask that we defer it to uh the next week's agenda. I did attach a copy of the agreement that we are currently working on. It's a
3: running draft, um, but we're still in the negotiation process. I don't think it's gonna last more than another week. Uh even or even
4: about another two hours.
3: Right, yeah, I mean,
4: we're
6: we're right here at the tail end of it. Um, It's just uh, we're not quite ready for it today, and so I'm going to ask that we
0: move it to the next commissioner's court. Sure. I'll make a motion that we defer this item to our next commissioner's court meeting. Second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Mr. Watson. Next item on the agenda is consider and take appropriate action in amending the effective and ex- expiration date on the interlocal cooperation agreement for defen- uh, detention services with Lee County. I think we talked about this last meeting, right, Miss Austin?
3: Yes, uh, you guys did approve it at the last meeting, but um, I neglected to change the date on there, so that is what we're asking for. So if you see on page three, the primary term, um, the old date was September 30th of 2022, so um, the date, that is being asked to be amended to is January 20, 2024 to um, December 31st, 2028. And then it will automatically renew January 1st on those one year terms.
0: I'll make a motion that we amend the effective and expiration date on the uh, interlocal agreement with uh, detention services at Lee County. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 14, consider and take appropriate action concerning approving the payment of currently due Fayette County bills and expenses.
1: Um, y'all have all gotten the packet do mm, y'all have any questions?
4: I <clears throat> move we pay the currently due bills and expenses.
0: Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddell. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries.
4: Please tell Sherry, thank you for putting the hearts on there. I know I did it at the last minute. I really appreciate
0: it. Do I hear a motion to adjourn the meeting? i move adjourn. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. We are adjourned.